It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Wednesday. Great to have you in. I'm James Erpine. As always, you can subscribe iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. On Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked On Bengals. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com. There is a ton there, including what I want the Bengals to have this offseason. A look at the Bengals' coaching changes and more. LockedOnBengals.com. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. What it is, pretty simple. A daily Bengals podcast that peels back the curtain and gives you an inside look at the Cincinnati Bengals organization, the football team, etc., And just a quick shout-out to all of you who have reached out to me about writing for LockedOnBengals.com. A few of you I've already brought on. I had some names in mind, some some different writers, some different fans, some different aspects. Because I'm bringing in all different types of, of aspects because I want all the different types of voices, right? I want fans with no written experience but have the emotion. I want writers that have written for multiple different outlets and want to get back into it. I want film evaluators, and I think we're assembling a team with a good mixture of all of those things, and uh, yeah, so it, it's great. If you're interested, you can email me, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com, but I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, how it shakes out. I do know this, LockedOnBengals.com, this it's just the infancy. That's what I've said in about 800 emails that I've sent out. Not 800, but a hell of a lot of them. It's in its infancy, and it's going to grow, and I think it's going to grow into something big as this podcast has done. It's grown rapidly in the year plus that we've done it here on Locked on Bengals. And let's dive into it because I got a, a tweet. Let's see if I could find it here. I remember what it said, but I don't know. Let's see. It was before my show on ESPN 1530 earlier today. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. It had to do with Bengals free agency, and I will find it here. I wanted to give the person credit who tweeted me. Um, Here we go. All right, Brian Sheely says, Can we start talking about potential free agents for the Bengals on today's podcast? How about Andrew Norwell to help the offensive line? And Andrew Norwell to me, hell yeah, go get him, right? Like, As far as the player goes, go get Andrew Norwell. Andrew Norwell, I looked him up on Pro Football Focus, and if you don't know him, he's the left guard for the Carolina Panthers. He's from this area. He's from Cincinnati, the Cincinnati area. He's 26 years old, 6'6", 315, played for Ohio State. Like, it would be perfect, right? That dude's going to get paid. And by paid, I mean that guy's going to get paid. I'm looking at Kevin Zeitler. And Kevin Zeitler has been great for the Bengals, right? He was great for the Bengals, was really good for the Browns last year. His worst pro football focus grade 
was 81.1 in 2013 and last season with the Browns as he switched teams. In 2016, before free agency, he graded an 86.5. So he's really, really good at right guard. Andrew Norwell, 88.8 on pro football focus. And I, he was third at his position. Zeitler was 11th at, at, at the guard position. But that just gives you an idea of what you're looking at as far as money goes. This team didn't want to spend it on Kevin Zeitler. Which, fine. Say what you want. They, they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to give him five years, $60 million. Andrew Norwell, that's what he's going to want. He's going to want more money than Kevin Zeitler. That's how it works. It establishes the market. And Kevin Zeitler, the highest paid guard in league history, Andrew Norwell probably going to want five years, $62 million. Or five years, $65 million. Or five years, $70 million. Because he's 26 years old. He's been dominant. He's been consistent. And the four years that he's played in the league, he's had his worst grade was an 82.8. And is that the only metric? No. But like I'll have Joe Goodberry on the show tomorrow. I can ask him about Andrew Norwell. He studies every damn team. He'll tell you. Andrew Norwell's a beast. Of course. Of course the Bengals would take him with open arms. But... I'm not an I'm not ignorant, and I'm not going to pretend to you that that's a possibility when the Bengals let their own. What do we know about the Bengals? They value their own. They like familiarity. They like keeping the guys around that they drafted. Well, they drafted, groomed, developed Kevin Zeitler, and they said, see ya, buddy. There's no way we're paying a guard that much money. I highly doubt they will go outside the organization and get a guy that's going to cost them more for that same position a year later. I hope I'm wrong, but I just I don't think I am. And that's just it. That's the realis- realistic aspect of it. Now, are there going to be offensive tackles available? In my mind, I would totally, totally look at some of these offensive tackles, whether it's Jawan James from the Dolphins, and he's 26 years old, He's coming off of an injury, groin injury. Nate Solder of the Patriots still playing 30 years old. Maybe the Patriots will keep him, maybe not. Donald Penn is older, 35, was injured for the Raiders. Cameron Fleming, also on the Patriots, 25 years old, has filled in well for Marcus Cannon and Chris Hubbard of the Steelers, who filled in when uh, when Marcus, excuse me, Gilbert, was injured. Those are all tackles to target. I will say this, those are the, like the five that names that stand out. I'm looking at a list here. Andre Smith is eighth on the tackle list. So it's not like it's a great, great free agent list. But in my mind, yes, they absolutely, absolutely have to consider it. Going out and getting an established tackle. Someone that can come in and be that guy. And yeah, was Andre Smith a little better last year? Yeah, but we know what he is. There's a reason they let him walk two years ago. There's a reason they drafted Cedric Oboehy and Jake Fisher together. And even though those those guys haven't worked out, part of it was because they were ready to move on from Andre Smith. A lot of it had to do with Andre Smith. Now, one other option that, that I think the Bengals need to consider is center. I think they should go out and get a veteran center. Someone who could come in, Right now, an upgrade there. Russell Bodine's a free agent. They're going to have like $33 million in cap space. 
Why not go out there? And I'm looking at some different guys, and there's a center from Denver, but he's a restricted free agent, so there's no chance. Rams have a center, John Sullivan. Rams gave him a chance to start, played well in 2017. He's 33 years old. He's 33. But in my mind, why would you shy away from a guy coming off of a pretty good year when he started for the Rams at 33 years old when that's the type of guy you can get and also draft someone behind him and develop that guy in the, behind him? You know, like, like John Sullivan's the guy you might be able to get a little cheaper that could be a, a pretty big upgrade from what you had. And 33 years old, maybe the market's there for him, maybe not. But to me, the Rams stole one of your linemen last year. Maybe John Sullivan's a guy you look at this year. Honestly. I, I mean, that that's just something. I, there's some other free agents as well. I mean, I'm just naming you names. I don't, I don't have a good sense of what they're going to do yet. I don't know if the Bengals do, but this is kind of like the primer. I got a tweet about it. I've gotten a couple about the offseason. I know you guys are hungry for offseason stuff. Joe Goodberry will be on the show tomorrow. By the way, to, to clarify, I'm going to have John Ledyard on Friday to talk about the, the Shrine game, the East-West Shrine game, and he's been at practice all week covering it. Next week, I'll probably bug him again for the Senior Bowl. So I got those confused yesterday. Not confused, just misspoke yesterday on the podcast, but just a heads up there. So... I just I look at this in center to me, that's a spot where you can upgrade. Maybe even a guy like Nick Swanson from Detroit has had some health issues, has had some concussion issues. Guy you could look at, free agent, 27 years old. But ultimately, here's what I think the Bengals are going to do. And, and I could be dead wrong about this, but this is what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to re-sign Russell Bodine. I think they're going to draft two offensive linemen in the first three rounds, and they're going to have four picks in three rounds, they project to, because of Andrew Whitworth leaving, Kevin Zeitler leaving. They might even have two or three third-round picks with the way the compensatory selection works, or a third and a fourth round. They're going to have a lot of picks early. So to me, they might not take one, an offensive lineman in round one, but I could see one in round two, one in round three, maybe one in rounds two and three, Maybe one's in rounds two and four. I think they're going to add two linemen between rounds one and three. They'll have four total picks. I think two of them are linemen. I think they'll pick up a free agent lineman. They'll re-sign Russell Bodine. They'll probably, knowing them, try to give Andre Smith a one-year deal. You might not like it, but I just think that that's the reality. The other reality is simple, and it has to do with Cedric Abwehi and Russell Bodine, and what Paul Alexander said about them yesterday on Bengals.com. We'll get to that in just a second here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. Make sure you check out mybookie.ag, promo code Locked On. They'll match your first deposit with up to a 50% bonus. They'll match it. Simple. Do it. Bet on the championship games. Bet on the NBA. Major League Baseball when it comes around. It's mybookie.ag, promo code Locked On, and... Get up to a 50% bonus. Again, promo code locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. You can listen to us every single day here. Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. That's where we're at here. LockedOnBengals.com. And there's something here that I'll probably post this if, if you want to read it on LockedOnBengals.com, at least some of the, uh, the the quotes here. Paul Alexander, the former offensive line coach, chatted with Jeff Hobson yesterday. And for the first time, obviously, in 24 years, he's with a new team. He's the new offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Lucky him, walks into three pro bowlers. I mean, that, that job's one of the best. It's the best line job you can get. So 23 straight seasons. And the NFL's longest tenured offensive line coach, Paul Alexander, was. So Jeff Hobson caught up with him at Bengals.com and asked him about Cedric Obwehi and Jake Fisher. Obviously, two guys Paul Alexander vouched for in the draft room. Two guys Paul Alexander threw out his neck for. Said, oh, I want those guys. They could be really good. Here's what he said. Everyone is going to hammer Cedric and Fisher. But a year from now, you'll say, Paul was right. These guys are good. Alexander said to Jeff. Remember when Tennessee wanted to get rid of Taylor Luan and Eric Fisher was terrible for Kansas City and Jake Matthews wasn't playing well for Atlanta? These guys are good players now. It doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it does. Willie Anderson was pretty good young. Andrew Whitworth was pretty good young. Most guys were not that way. That's interesting to me. That's really interesting for a a variety of reasons. One, I don't blame Paul Alexander for backing his guys. Look, Y'all, you guys know I'm a John Ross guy. I believe John Ross will succeed this year if he can stay healthy. Gets out there, gets some run, he's going to succeed because he's got the talent. My argument with Paul would be, Cedric he's been out there. Jake Fisher was out there this year. They showed no signs, no promising signs. Like with Drake Kirkpatrick and with Darquez Denard, a lot of why they struggled early on in their careers was because of injuries. Because they were in and out of the lineup, Dre with Terrence Newman and all those veterans, and then Darquez Denard. It was just that, the opportunity along with health. And they're just now catching up. With Cedric Abuehi and Jake Fisher, they were starters going into last year. They got that opportunity. Did they flash? Like, has there been many moments where you as a Bengals fan watched Jake Fisher and Cedric Abuehi and said, oh, that's interesting. Like, even John Ross's awful play where he fumbled. He flashed his speed and he got 12 yards in a hurry. He showed, oh, that's unique. He's moving faster than everyone else. Now he fumbled and didn't get back on the field and didn't touch the ball for the rest of the season, and I don't want to get into that, but the point is, is there was never a moment where it was like, oh, did you see Cedric on that play? Oh, Jake Fisher. Now, Jake Fisher, a lot of that depending on, on, on Jake Fisher's health moving forward. Hopefully he's okay. I want him to get a chance. But both of these guys are going into year four. Year four. And I think the best news, I don't blame Paul, Exa- Paul Alexander for vouching for his guy, sticking up for his guys. The best thing that could happen to the Bengals is Frank Pollock now coming in, 
he's not going to be as loyal to Cedric Abwehi. Frank Pollock, the new offensive line coach, isn't going to be loyal to his guys, Jake Fisher, his guys, Russell Bodine. Hopefully it's a perform, or we have this rookie, or we have this veteran we brought in, and they're going to perform. I'm totally fine with Cedric Abwehi earning a starting job. Earning is the key word there. Earning a starting job. Suddenly being better than the guy that was drafted in the second round. Being better than the free agent that they signed. Do I think it's likely? No. But will I allow for that to happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. What happens this year if Tyler Boyd runs circles around Brandon LaFell? Not saying it's likely, but if it happens, Tyler Boyd should get more playing time. Cedric Obwehi, same thing. If he finds out, finds a way, if Jake Fisher, healthy, a healthy Jake Fisher finds a way, play them. But if not, and I lean towards the not more so than I do the, yeah, they're going to be really good, then you have to have the backup plan in place starting week one. In free agency, in the draft, those are the two outlets. I think they're going to have three to four new linemen by the start of day three in the draft. Not because of just draft. I'm talking free agency and the draft. I, I really believe that. I think they're going to sign one to two free agents and draft one to two linemen. Three to four new linemen, first three rounds of the NFL draft. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. You can email me, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com. Also, check out LockedOnBengals.com. I will post those quotes up there. From Paul Alexander, bookmark LockedOnBengals.com. I'm excited. Got a former college football player joining the team. I'll reveal that in a bit. I got a few different writers, established writers that have worked for other outlets coming on board. I have some writers with not as much experience, but they're diehard fans that want to write for Locked On Bengals. It's going to give you, it's going to be a little something for everyone at LockedOnBengals.com. If you think you should be a part of it, if you think you can be a part of it and have something to add, feel free to email me. Follow me on Twitter, at James Erpine. Follow us, at Locked on Bengals. Until tomorrow, when Joe Goodberry will be on this podcast. Thank you so much. And if you're new to the podcast, thank you for listening. Subscribe, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio app, iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. And until tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.